Hi guys, welcome to Tachlis Sales Podcast. My name is Ilan Ifergan and my guest today is the one and only Bruce Zivan. Bruce is a sales development director at Sapiens and has more than 20 years of experience leading SDR teams here in Israel but also in the US. So more than that, Bruce is always around to help mentor Olim who want to start a career in tech sales. So he's awesome. What's in it today? Well, we'll talk about being human when prospecting. Um, we'll talk about time management and blocking your time. And we'll try to be better at handling objections. Let's go. Bruce, welcome to the show. As you know, every participant sent us the three key takeaway. What's your three? Okay, number one, when prospecting, follow the golden rule. Number two, as an SDR, do not multitask. And number three, push back at least three times and use proper objection handling. Great. Tell me more about the golden rule. So, you know, everybody knows the golden rule. Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. And the same thing should apply to prospecting. When you're prospecting, You should take a look at the emails you're sending. You should take a look at the scripts you're using, the way you're speaking, and think, is that the way you would want to be approached by other people? You know, every, everybody's different. So how would you like to be prospected? So, that, so what's your prospecting style, I guess? Yeah. So number one, I would want somebody to take a few minutes to take a look at who I am. If you're prospecting me cold, maybe by my LinkedIn, it's easy. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. And... Determine is, is what you're actually bringing to my attention valuable to me or would it be valuable to me? You wouldn't believe, Elon, how many times my title is sales development. You would be shocked how many times I get prospected by people for software development, which means they're using some type of search. They didn't even look at the names and they just sent it out. So number one, take the time to see that it's potentially valuable. Mm-hmm. And number two, then when you present yourself, present yourself like a human being. Don't present yourself like a robot or with like canned messaging. You know, present yourself as a human being. Talk to me like I'm a person. Okay, that's the way I want to talk to you. That's the way I talk to everybody. And that's what I also, by the way, look for in an SDR. The first thing I look for when I'm speaking to them on the phone, screening people for jobs that I, when, I'm, when I'm hiring, is how do they sound on the phone? Do they sound like a person? And, you know, are, can they have a normal conversation? You know, can they shoot back and forth, back and forth? That's the way people like to be spoken to, like they're talking to somebody maybe at a party or maybe on the street. That's the way I want to be approached. And then when you're bringing something to my attention, if you believe it is to, mm-hmm. you know, to my attention, bring it with, with some type of, of value that I'm going to understand pretty clearly and pretty quickly. Don't go on and on five, six paragraphs in an email or especially in the first one unless I ask for more information. Mm-hmm. Come to me quick, concise. And why do I, why should I care? Is my competitor using this product? Okay, then I should care. Are other people in sales development using this product? Yes, maybe I should care. So bring it to my attention up front. That's the way I would like to be prospected. And that's the way I expect people who work for me to, to prospect as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, that's interesting because when you're an SDR, it's a lot about volumes. And what you mentioned, like it's automation gone wrong. Like you receive like a ton of cold email that are not relevant to you. Okay. Uh, I would like your tips to have genuine conversation, to have this human being like kind of conversation at scale. What 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 would be your what would be your advices? Okay, so one thing you can do, it's a great question. One thing you can do is if your product value proposition meets a certain criteria of decision maker, let's say. For example, right now I'm working for a company called Sapiens, which has, you know, which serves the insurance market, mm -hmm. right? So when I'm approaching people in the insurance market, I'm going to number one, and I can do this at scale, right? I can mention clients that we have who fit into their category. And I can keep sending those emails out because the, the clients match the category. So the large carriers, the large insurance carriers, I can keep saying who we have are working with who are large. And that's right away going to capture their attention. If it's, let's say, you're prospecting people, let's say, for a sales development solution, some type of. So you want to mention things that are going to hit home. It doesn't have to be like so personalization can mean just that it's valuable to the person. You don't have to go out of your way to find Some, you know, one time I got a, a message on LinkedIn that from uh, a, a young lady, which says, oh, we went to the same university. I was laughing. I went to university 30 years ago. This is a joke. It's not, that's not personalization anymore. So you, yeah. you need to just, you know, make it focused and use it that way. And you can do it at scale. Mm -hmm. um, you can repeat, you know, when you, when you call people up on the phone and say, Hey, you know, again, the same kind of messaging, we're working with customers just like you and mention that. And then you can use it over and over again. That's personalization. That's meaning that should be meaningful to that person. Yeah. I think, I think we have a good nugget here. I've seen countless of companies that were, for example, trying to sell to SMBs and mentioning like, hey, we work with Google and Facebook, but this is, this is just not, this is, they, they can't relate with that. They are not Facebook 100%, yet. 100%, They're not Google. 100%, so hundred percent. And that's, that's going to put them off because yeah. if I'm a small, if I'm a small or medium sized company and you call me up and say, I'm working with Google, I'm going to say, well, I can't afford Google prices. I definitely can't afford Google prices. And I definitely don't want a solution that's built for a company like Google or Facebook. I want a, company, a solution that's built for a company like me. Yeah. And actually building these kind of categories where you have, okay, uh, I will use this kind of, of uh, name dropping with this SMB and with larger insurers so that they can relate to each other and personalize my approach with categories. Uh, that's, that's actually uh, pretty interesting. What's your take on persistence? Because... You mentioned that the golden rule is to be prospected like the way you would like to be prospected. But what if I don't like to be pushed, but I know as a SDR, as a rep, that also I need like my six, seven, eight touches to get through. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I, it, it definitely, you have to, you have to run your cadences properly. You're not going to catch people, you know, unless you're lucky, you're not going to catch people, you know, in the early stages of, of a, of a uh, prospecting cadence, you, you need to run through the cadence. The point with the cadence is to spread it out properly, number one, over a certain period of time. Number two, to not be pounding them 
over and over again in a in a again in that in that short period of time. If I'm getting too many emails right away, like one day, next day, next day, calls, 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 calls. I'm like, wait, it's, just you getting know, upset. Stop. Also. Right, yeah. that's when you start to get people upset. So you need to spread it out properly. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, when you're bringing messaging, especially because in between, right? So you don't reach people by phone. You're, you're sending emails or you're sending LinkedIn messages. They need to be crafted differently and bringing different pieces of information that might spark the person to open it or answer it. And again, you know, toward the end, you may want to just say, hey, listen, um, obviously this isn't a valuable to you, isn't a value to you. Uh, I brought it to your attention because we're dealing with other people like you. Uh, I'm not going to message you anymore. And then, you know, you move on. Now, it's entirely possible, by the way, that, you know, they say these days the statistics are, you know, it's into the, you know, way past the teens before you're going to connect with somebody. So you do have to run the whole, the whole cadence. And then that doesn't necessarily mean you have to give up on this company. You can try another person in the company. Um, and, and so yeah, persistence remains, remains important as long as you do it with respect and properly and spread out. Uh, I, I think you're doing it right. So spread out your touches, make sure you're not like um, bugging uh, with, without any value in your email. And if Correct. you see that you're close to the line, you can or say like a kind of this Hail Mary uh, email, like, okay, this is my last uh, This is my last one. Probably if it's not valuable, just send me a note or maybe change contact. Okay, cool. Let's, let's talk about the multitasking. Don't multitask. That's interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it with a story. I like to uh, tell these things with a story. So I hired a, uh, an SDR remotely. Uh, I was you know, working from Israel. I, was, I hired somebody in San Francisco, and I hired her remotely. And when I hired her, I said, wow, this, this uh, young lady is going to be an all-star. She had a lot of you know, great energy, great personality. Everything pointed to great success, and she was a complete failure out of the gate. And I, I just couldn't figure out why. I ended up taking a trip out to the office in San Francisco for, for multiple reasons. But when I got there, I, I asked the office manager of the office, I said, put me in a seat where I can watch this young lady work. And I saw right away what, is, what was the problem. She would sit down and she had, you know, everything was set up and she had a pad. So she would make a call And then she would take her notepad out and write down notes. And then she would maybe send an email. And then, you know, there was no flow to the work. A lot of, of sales development work, the positive, the positive outcomes come when there's a flow. Okay. And so what I'm saying is, and, and, and after watching her work for a while, at the end of the day, I said, listen, let's you know, take a, Stop early so we can talk. So I said, tomorrow, you're going to try this. You get to the office, you sit down, you line up all your phone calls, and you go, you make, make your first round of phone calls, okay? And it has to be set up at the appropriate time of the day when you're going to try to reach these people early in the day, midday, end of the day. Those are the best times to reach people by phone. So I said, those are your phone blocks. 
And all you're going to do is make phone calls during that time. You're not even going to, you can keep a notepad by your side to write a very quick note. You're not going to put anything into the CRM. You're not going to send an email unless the person says, I need this right now because I'm going into a meeting with my boss. You're not going to send an email. You're just going to call. Then you take a break because you need a break from calling. Maybe you're not going to get through to anybody, whatever it is. You take a break. Now you're emailing. Send out all your emails that you need to send out in that block. Now you can go to something else, whether it's social or back to calling, whatever it is. It's, I, I think that there's too much of this multitasking. Oh, I can do everything. I can do this all at the same time. I can, you know, I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm typing my notes into Salesforce. I'm not even listening to the person because I'm typing notes into Salesforce. Yes, you have to listen. You have to be, mm-hmm. you have to be, uh, you know, it's interesting. I say don't multitask, but you have to be like a multitasker while you're on the phone with somebody because they're giving you information. So you have to be able to listen to them, pay attention to them. And it has to sink in what they're saying because you have to remember everything that they're saying so you can keep you know, the back and forth going and to keep your notes. So yeah, I recommend, of course, a notepad by your side so you can write yourself quick notes. I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is then you don't have to put those notes into Salesforce right then. That's not the time. The next thing you do is make another call. You've got some energy. You've got some flow. Go. Keep, Keep doing that. Yeah, blocks are super powerful. Super powerful. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though, how do your blocks look like? How long is, is a blog? How do you organize your, your, your day, a typical day? If you could walk me through a typical day of a rep with this blog technique. Yeah, okay. So, so what I, what I would, would say is start with the end of the day before because that's when you want to plan out the following day. You don't want to come in like I see a lot of reps come in. Okay, now I'm going to plan my day. Wrong. You should have your day already lined up. Flip on your laptop or your, you know, open your phone. Now, a lot of this has been solved uh, by, you know, programs like SalesLoft or Outreach where they line up the emails and the calls. But at the end of the day, you you use that the way you want to use that. You can jump around on that. So I'm saying to to keep keep from jumping around on that you know, stick with it. So you should have your day planned out at the end of the, the day, be- the day before the night before you take the last hour of the day or the last half hour to line up your next day, make sure everything is set up. Now you walk into the office, you get your coffee, whatever you need to do. Don't waste time. I see a lot of people do that. Also, they come into the office, they start schmoozing with friends and everything like that. They've already lost an hour. There, there's no momentum. Um, you have to be very cognizant about the, the places that you're calling. People um, who are listening to this may be calling European cities. They may be calling cities in the U.S. Um, you have to be cognizant of what's the time where you're calling. So you're trying to reach people. The best times they say to reach people are the beginning of the day. So you need to know when is 8 a.m. where I'm calling. Okay, because that's, so that's when you want to line up your calls so that you can hit them at that time. Then, um, so that's, so I would usually have my beginning of the day is going to be a call block um, or it's going to be aligned, let's say to the time zones in the place I'm calling. So there's going to be a call block of about an hour 
at that time. Now, you may, again, you have to be able to adjust on the fly. So you're now you're calling, you get a little frustrated, right? You made 20 dials, nobody answered the phone. Okay, I'm going to get up, I'm going to walk around, I'm going to get some water, I'm going to come back, mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to make 20 more, not the same 20, but 20 different ones, or what I'm going to do. Now I might switch now to an email block. Um, and then, of course, you have your research blocks in, in, in there as well. The, the, the call blocks are the ones that really have to be scheduled in because, as I said, they have to be aligned to the best times to reach people, which is beginning of the day, right around the middle of the day before and after uh, lunchtime, mm-hmm. and then the end of the day. Great times to catch people. So that's when you want to align your call blocks. And after that, you can schedule in. Of course, you have to have scheduling email time and you have to schedule in admin time. And then you have to schedule in research time. Those are the those are the, the building blocks of your day, and you you can you can move those around again as long as you're not like doing a million different things at the same time. Well, I think this is super valuable, so I'm gonna repeat it. Plan the next day before in the previous day, and then the blocks are call, which is before, after lunch, or at the end and at the at the beginning of the day. A research admin and an email. Fantastic. There is something that is hard to do. We are better planner than 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 doer. I, I, I plan my day, but but most of my day, I'd say 80%, I don't I don't really succeed to uh, do everything or some some things come and hijack my day, literally. So how do you, what, what are your tips to, to actually execute on the plan? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a great question. So, you, you, you know, you have to be disciplined. You have to really kind of, you have to know yourself. Like, are you that kind of person that can do this without too much trouble? Or are you the type of person that's very easily distracted? You have to discipline yourself. It's hard. Um, I'm not going to say it's not. Um, a lot of us in this profession yeah. are uh, known to have, varying levels of attention deficit and uh, we can get pulled away mm-hmm. but you again you have to know to pull yourself back you have mm-hmm. to you know maybe it's setting alarms on your phone mm-hmm. maybe it's setting reminders maybe it's you know take you know pairing up with somebody else and say yeah hey let's keep each other accountable to this mm. program so you know if you see me wandering off and talking to somebody else stop me hey you know be my friend. The best way you can be my friend is to tell me, you know, Hey, you should be, you know, you told me that you wanted to do this. You, you know, told me that you wanted to be making calls at uh, 11 o'clock. So, so maybe you should be uh, making calls at 11 o'clock. There's, there's, there's varying, yeah. there's varying ways to do it. And the, the main thing you may want to do is if you're having a hard time is, is kind of give yourself a short term goal. Say, okay, I'm going to try this for a week. Like I did with this uh, young lady in uh, California. I said, try it, try it for a week. Then let's talk at the end of the week and see where you are. And it was like, it went right through. It, 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 it was, yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I'm saying it was perfect because at the end of the week, she said, wow, she felt better about herself, mm-hmm. better about her work. The results were coming better. So you have to give it time to try it. So you don't try it one day and say, ah, this isn't working for me. You have to mm-hmm. try it over a certain period of time, at least a week to see how it's going to yeah. go. Very nice. I love the the commitment part, the pairing up. Um, this I, I can see that this can be super powerful, and also the small, like one week trial. 
Okay, the, the, usually when you plan something, it means that you want to change a lot of things. So maybe change like a few things, try it for one week and see how it goes. Okay, let, let's, let's go to the, to the last tip, proper objection ending. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think that, that too often, I mean, first of all, there's, 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 a, there's an importance in handling objections properly. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you have two types of objections. You have legitimate objections and you have mm-hmm. the objections that are being thrown out just to get you off the phone or just to push you away. Brush. And you have to be able to, um, to come back on these with respectfully but strong questions to know which one it really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if somebody says, um, okay, let's just give a, a simple example. I'm running into a meeting right now. Mm-hmm. Great. When can I call you back? As opposed to, oh, I'm running into a meeting. My Okay, bye. You know, you hang up quickly because you think that that's the right thing to do when somebody says, I'm running into a meeting. No. You say, okay, great. When can I call you back? Uh, okay. No. And then call them back, by the way. If the person says to you, right? So the person says to you, okay, yeah, call me uh, tomorrow afternoon. What time? You know, make it serious. Make yourself, you know, give yourself some legitimacy by asking serious questions and not like being, okay, tomorrow afternoon, great. What time? Mm-hmm. And then if they say, call me tomorrow at two, great. Send them a calendar invitation. I love doing that because it's, it, it's like, I took you seriously. You said, call me tomorrow at two. I took you seriously. I'm calling you tomorrow at two and I'm sending you a calendar invitation for it. Let's say somebody says, you know, we don't have any budget for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you try to expand what they're talking about, okay? Dig a little bit, but a little bit. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to this with somebody the other day, and I said, so maybe don't dig, scratch. So scratch at this. I don't have any budget. Okay, great. So um, let me try to understand this, not having any budget. Does that mean you don't have any budget right now? When do you guys plan your budget? Are we talking about you know, a long length of time? Is this something that I need to speak to somebody else about who has control over the budget? I'm trying, and 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 you you make it in a way it's like, listen, you know, um, let's say I'm talking to you. Elon, I'm trying to understand. I just want to understand what the situation is so I know how to follow yeah. up with you properly. Can you tell me when you would have the budget? Mm-hmm. Let's say, Elon, this costs nothing. Do you see the value? Mm, or we haven't even gotten to the budget part. Like, wait a second. Let's not talk about budget. We're not even, you don't even know how much my product costs. So let's talk about the product. Let's talk about the value before we decide that we can't pay for it. So this is what I'm talking about. And it applies to a lot of different, you know, there's the basic objections, mm-hmm. budget, mm-hmm. timing. So you have to know how to respond to these and and gently push back so that you're not being pushed off by a prospect who's a good prospect and should be taking at least taking a look at your product right now. So, so yeah, so like I guess there are like tons of objections that prospect can give you. How sure. do you how do you tackle the training of your of your reps to being able to be not surprised not throw off their balance when they hear an objections and, and respond correctly. 
how do you how do you approach the training for that? Right. So so these are the things that you really want to practice uh, mm-hmm. with your reps um, okay. and do role playing on, and almost almost script them out. And I I'll, I'll I'll sit with my reps and practice with them, often in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it doesn't. It, 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 it's what's good about groups is because is you get brainstorming, like oh. You know, when somebody says this, I say that. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's I never idea. heard that one before. Mm-hmm. Let's try that one. And you start to to flow them. Everybody write that one down. And then, you know, you, you need to kind of do it rapid fire so it becomes part of their personality. When they say this, I say this. They say this, I say this. Not like a robot, but but so that you're... Chart, you're fast. Uh, you're, right. Your, your instinct is to mm. not say, okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. My instinct is to ask the next question and to try to dig a little bit deeper into what the person is saying to me. Very nice. Uh, so it's a lot of practice. I really like the idea of the group role play. This is, yeah. this is, this is something actually very cool. Um, okay. Uh, we talked a lot about good habits, but there are a lot of bad habits out there. If there would be one bad habit that you would like to see removed from the SDR world. What would it be? I think the, 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 the bad habit that I would like to see um, is, uh, is, is that one that we just talked about getting pushed off too easily. I think that people just in general, I see and I hear a lot, they get pushed off too easily and they're missing opportunities. It's, it's hard enough to get somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard enough to get that connection and you, you need to make the most of it. You can't say, okay, the next one I'll get, or I'll have another chance. You need to make the most of it then. And you need to, to, to get the most out of these connections. It's in this day and age, there's so much going on. People are being bombarded with, with so much messaging and you have a chance and you have an opportunity to speak to somebody who should be the right person, who should, who this message should resonate to, do not get pushed off so easily. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Stop being pushed off so easily. But it's, it, it comes back with a lot of luck to, to practice. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the instincts are really hard to fight. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Bruce. How can we connect with you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. It's the best place to connect with me, Bruce Zivan. And from there, you send me a message and I'm happy to connect. I love to connect with people, uh, as you well know, um, from our community. And uh, where anybody, anytime I can help somebody, I'm, I'm very happy to, uh, to do that. Awesome. Bruce, thank you very much for your time and see you around. Yeah, thank you, Ivan.